Welcome back, everyone, to the AM Take Podcast. I'm Amy. And I'm Marv, and we're two parts of this very awesome podcast. Join us as we explore a variety of topics every week. This week, we'll be diving into what makes being 30 the new 20 and how that's explained. All right. So, how was your week? Oh man, it's been a it's been a, a heck of a week. Um, one of my cats got sick, Shit. so it's been um, a lot of back and forth, mm. trying to see what's wrong with her and trying to make sure that everything checks out fine. Uh-huh. Everything did check out fine. X ray shows fine. Blood tests fine. Um, the only thing left to do is an ultrasound, but she's perking back up slowly. Okay, but. Not sure right now, but she's still young. She's oh. only 10, so okay. we're hoping for the best. Okay, and, and what was it? She was vomiting? She was... Yeah, she was just vomiting, um, oh. dry vomiting. Um, we're not sure if it's because of the food or water or lack of water. Initially, she was drinking water, and she would throw up mm. water, so that was concerning. Okay. They had given us the option to put her under IV mm-hmm. or to put a um i think they called it a hydration patch under her skin Mm -hmm. the iv would have been extraordinarily expensive because Mm -hmm. it was an inpatient procedure and they would have to kept her at the hospital so that was how uh, astronomical how how expensive are we talking about uh it was to keep her at the hospital for 36 hours was roughly thirty three hundred dollars three thousand three hundred dollars yeah (laughs) fun and then um just taking you know releasing her to outpatient therapy and for um us to feed her the medi- medication it was only uh, i mean it's still expensive it was 1200 but a little yes. bit easier to swallow mm-hmm. and that was for the whole procedure you know taking her to the emergency vet as well as doing all the tests and things like that as well too so 1200 i'd say was much more reasonable than yeah, keeping her at like the hospital the price. yeah and you know she did find one when she was back home and so, okay. so far, so good. Still monitoring, and we'll we'll see. Other than that, so how does yeah. how does a dehydration patch work? Like, do you have to shave the belly and then like stick a a patch on the belly? Honestly, like I have no idea. I didn't bother asking because it was so late in the morning. It was like okay. five in the morning, I believe. Oh, okay. And so, yeah, the nurse just explained that. They put a hydration patch under her skin and that it would dissipate in 24 hours uh-huh. and to make sure that she may or may not drink water within that 24 hours, but after the 24 hours to make sure that she is drinking. Mm-hmm. And that was the good thing is that she was drinking water and she was taking nibbles and bites of her food. Not as usual or mm-hmm. not as much as when she's normal, but definitely uh, yeah. at least she's doing something. Yeah, That's the good it's thing. always a good sign when they eat. Yeah, so that's what this week has been. It's been a hectic week in that regard. Damn. But other than that, um, how about you? What What have you been up to? Uh, well, I've been working on kind of like a side project. I've been working on a storyboard for a webcomic. And I've been collaborating with an artist friend of mine. Her name is Gizu. Oh, cool. Uh, and yeah, essentially, I got the story. She's got the art skills. And we decided, hey, let's try to make this a comic, a web comic on Webtoons. And, you know, nothing is official yet. We're still in the testing phase. And so, yeah. And she listens to this podcast. So I want to shout out to Gizu. 
uh, and uh, other people listening to this podcast, go check her. Does Insta she have like page. a? It, oh yeah, I was gonna say, does she have an Instagram <laughs> she, or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, she does have an Instagram. It's Gizu Draws. Gizu is spelled G H I Z A. Wait, let me <laughs> let me do that. Again. Gizu is spelled G H I Z U dot draws. Um, so. Go ahead and check her out. Show some love. Oh, that's cool. Uh, but essentially, I've been working on that, and I'll keep working on that. Aside from that, uh, yesterday was interesting. I met up with my brother, and he picked me up. Well, no. Actually, I picked him up. <laughs> <laughs> I picked him up, and it was the first time, I think. I haven't driven in such a long time. I haven't driven in almost a year. Oh, wow. Uh, so, so I picked him up and then we went to the restaurant for an early lunch and he told me, hey, your front tire is looking a little deflated. <laughs> and well, thing is, just last week or two weeks ago, I had a flat tire and it was my front left tire. This time it's my front right tire. And so, you know, I was thinking it was odd too because as I was driving my car, if if you let go of the wheel, my car was going to the right. It was just shifting to the right. And so I thought it was an alignment problem, right? Oh, um, okay. But it turns out to be a very deflated tire. I'm surprised. <laughs> so, so we went to the gas station and my brother helped me just fill up the pump the tire. And yeah, maybe I'll have to change to my winter tires soon. Did um, <laughs> did it stay inflated, or did it go back down, or anything like that? Once you for guys now, um, oh, okay. for now, and so well, which is why I, I think that we're just going to monitor it this week and see if it deflates over the week. And if it does, then there's something. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the same problem happens to this tire. Mm. Because the problem with my front left tire was that the rims were so dirty, apparently, <laughs> that the rubber popped off the rims. Oh, whoa, okay. That's pretty uh, <laughs> Which is dangerous. why it contributed to the leak uh, of air. So, you know, if the front left tire is, the rims are so dirty, I wouldn't be surprised if the rims of the front right tire would be dirty. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Now, when do you guys usually, in Canada, when do you guys usually put on your winter tires? Okay, I think the earliest required by the government is mid-October. Wait, is it mid-October? Anyways, and, and there's like, latest is somewhere in December, like early December. Oh, it's it's mandated by it's mandated. the government? Yes, it's mandated because... It's so slippery. It makes a huge, huge, yeah, yeah, huge difference. Oh, so if the cops catch you with four season tires or um, summer tires, wait, how how winter, do they how do they know? I guess it's marked or something. Uh, I I think it's just look at the grooves because winter tires have like very oh. deep grooves in the tires, and so it has a better um, latching mechanism. I don't know friction. Whatever you call it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah, traction, I guess. Traction. There we go. Yeah, so don't don't get caught by the cops with summer That's tires in winter. so interesting. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. But yeah, anyway, so uh, that, was, that was me this week. So on to the topic 
So we're both in our 30s. Yep. And I kind of wanted to mm, ask you about how how was it for you when you turned 30? And Oh man. Um yeah, let's let's start with that. Oh, I remember I remember like it was yesterday. Just kidding. Um <laughs> it was honestly anxiety inducing. Uh I know for a lot of people uh-huh. um once you approach that hill right before your 30s, it, you know, while you're still in your 20s, you feel young, uh-huh. um invincible, you can do whatever, you're still healthy, your body responds to <laughs> whatever, you don't get really tired, your metabolism still going, uh-huh. things of that nature, but it, it always seems to be when you hit that 30 mark that things seem to slow down. Okay. I know one big thing that happened was I distinctly remember the day after I turned 30, after mm-hmm. my birthday, I woke up and I had a sudden back pain. Oh. I, I don't know. It, it was just like a, yeah, it was just a sharp, like really quick pain. And I kind of freaked out because I've never experienced anything like that before. Okay. And I realized I was 30 like that morning and I was like, oh my God, is this, is this the end? <laughs> is this it? And so I called my dad and I was like, hey, dad, it what happens when you turn 30 do you just like start aching all over he was like yep that's welcome to the oh. club you know and i'm like oh crap. so what what was it did and, you ever um, get get yeah. checked out no i didn't it, it went away thankfully okay. it wasn't anything i'm, I'm sure it was just stress i slept induced. wrong yeah it was stress induced but it's one of those things you don't think about and then you're like oh wait i'm 30 now yeah. wait is this part of being 30 this pain you know yeah. so that's what my fear was at that just time feel yourself um, crumbling away as you age yeah yeah <laughs> it's just those things and and you think about a lot of stuff that you usually don't think about mm-hmm. such as being more active it's hard to be active it's hard to go play sports in your 30s without first realizing or making sure that you have a mm-hmm. comprehensive health insurance policy in case anything happens you mm. know in case you break your leg or whatever you know you're not you're no longer in your parents health insurance right. you're on your own you need to make sure it's covered yeah. just because i mean in the states but anyway been, in the states yeah but you've been off your parents insurance for a while now no like ever ever since you're ever since 18 no no um i'd say since 21 oh. um when i signed on with the uh, university healthcare okay. when i was in uh university and then from there um i honestly did not have and then after that probably 24 mm-hmm. from 24 to roughly 30 mm-hmm. i believe i did not have um well, up to 27, mm-hmm. I did not have uh, comprehensive health care. And then from okay. th- from that point on, you know, once I landed an actual uh, big person job or adult job uh-huh. at 26, 27, then, you know, I did have some coverage. But it, it, wasn't, it wasn't comprehensive at all. It was right. a high deductible, um, very low cost plan that mm-hmm. if it was catastrophic, what happened, then perhaps I might be covered. But I would still be out thousands of dollars regardless mm. so that's one of those things you don't really think about in your 20s mm-hmm. feel invincible you get hurt you recover pretty fast you just you wake up you feel tired you just go back to sleep you mm-hmm. don't have to worry about headaches hangovers things like that and it's just uh so would you say that thinking about it, yeah. you had some sort of a life crisis at some point uh i wouldn't say that i okay i 
I probably had that when I was twenty five. Oh my god! Oh my god! Same, same. Okay, I'm gonna let you finish. Go ahead. Yeah, twenty five was interesting. I had a a sort of a midlife crisis. I was out of college Uh and uh, wasn't sure where I was gonna go. Wasn't sure of my career path, and I actually threw like a huge party because I was trying to celebrate just being back in college but not actually being in college you know so it was sort of like a midlife crisis thing and it was a spur of the moment last minute thing Mm -hmm. and i had invited all my college friends from facebook and i remember the the theme was like let's party like it's 2007 and this was probably back in 2011 Mm -hmm. i believe and so i just invited everyone on my facebook friends list and it was last minute that night and i set it for like 10 o'clock and Mm -hmm. 10 o'clock we bought a bunch of booze it was me and my friends who lived in the apartment and you know nobody showed up around like 9 or 10 o'clock and I was like oh man this party is gonna be a bust and so I was kind of sad and you know I started drinking a little bit Mm. just because I didn't want to deal with like the (laughs) the party going bust but how many people did you invite and then did they not reply oh it's probably like well, it was like three to three to four hundred people, and then wait, wait, uh, what? Well, you invited you know, three hundred, no four hundred people in your apartment? Yeah. Well, this is this is my friends list on Facebook at that time, and it was a bunch of college friends and things like that. And so, ten nine to ten o'clock comes around, no one shows up, right? And I'm kind of like, oh, okay, no one's gonna show <laughs> up. And so I started drinking early, and uh, I'm like, okay, you know, I'll just drink with some friends, and a couple of friends show up, like two or three okay. friends show up, and then like roughly around eleven o'clock, it gets like so many people Damn. show up like just a bunch of people show up yeah. and you know by that time i'm i'm sort of like you know Hammered. drunk tipsy what have you and yeah. yeah and and um i decided to just take shots with everybody Jeez. walking in and that was a bad idea and there was a lot of people i haven't seen in a long time and it was it was honestly great seeing everyone and ultimately the the party was was a hit i think and okay. It was kind of like that last hurrah before going over 25. And uh, that was a very interesting uh, night. And so that was the last time I threw any kind of like party. significant party. Okay. But that was a, that was my midlife crisis then. I didn't buy Porsche. I didn't, you know, okay. buy a Corvette or anything like that. And I don't plan on it either. Okay. But 30 was completely Is that different than 25 people for sure. do? During a midlife crisis, you buy uh, a car. Like, <laughs> I, I don't think so. I mean, it's, it's the. Okay. I guess it's it's whatever you. It's something you do drastic. You know, oh, change your okay. hair color. Well, um, well, now I feel like my live in a different country. <laughs> now I feel like my midlife crisis <laughs> is very uneventful because it was. Uh, it was basically me and my bestie just talking it out. Uh, and oh, we were okay. I've, I think, yeah, we were 25, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's quarter life, quarter century, right? Quarter century. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and then she asked me this question, which is absolutely funny because I, I still find it really funny. So she asked me this question, and that crisis didn't come until she asked me that question. And what she asked me was, oh, how does it feel? to be the second category of an age group in a survey. 
Oh goodness! <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, it's so true." I'm not the default eighteen to twenty four anymore. Shit! Oh man! <laughs> oh, so that was gosh. it. That, that have... that's it. <laughs> oh man, I have to reflect on things now. That's interesting. <laughs> I'm like in the last category now. Oh my goodness! Oh yeah. So that's so interesting. So, well, the reason why I ask if you had some sort of crisis was because I'm thinking back about mm -hmm. growing up watching Friends. If you watched the yeah. TV show Friends, yeah, yeah. Remember mm -hmm. that time when it was Rachel's birthday and she turned thirty, and then she was just crying. Oh yeah, about it because because she entered the thirties, right? That's, um yeah. so i wonder if for most people they you know they feel like that uh, i don't know i feel like my opinion nowadays in in like 2022 2021 the past five years i guess you could say um it doesn't feel like 30s mm. you know it, it's definitely for me it definitely feels like i'm in my 20s so mm -hmm. Except the main difference is I have more expendable money mm -hmm. or cash. I'm mid-career. I'm in, settled into a career. Things are more stable. Um, but at the same time, like, like nostalgia is a heck of a drug. So, okay. you know, I still think about things in the past that I couldn't afford, mm -hmm. places I couldn't go before, uh, experiences I couldn't have before. Mm -hmm. But now with me being settled and being able to reach those things i'm able to do all those mm. things and it, it feels kind of like being a kid again okay you know okay. um being able to relive those things that you never got a chance to okay and so that's what it feels to me and that's why i think it's a new 20. i see well disclaimer uh when i looked at the outline because okay because for this podcast you wrote an outline and then there was a list of topics and one of them was 30 is the new 20. Mm -hmm. And I asked Marv about what does it mean 30 <laughs> is the new 20. And then I stopped him there. I said, you know what? Never mind. Don't tell me because I kind of want to reflect on it on my own. And then we'll just on the podcast discuss about it. Yeah. And so for you, it would be basically being able to afford doing all the activities you couldn't do when you were in your 20s. Yeah. Okay. It's it's a positive it's a net it's a net positive for me in general well, from my perspective yeah <laughs> I know I know I know you're gonna have a different perspective so I have a it. different perspective and it is a rather negative one and mm -hmm. uh, I'm gonna probably go on a rant now so to me when I turned thirty I started reflecting on um okay before I reflected on this. One thing that's positive when I turned 30 is I bought a new house with Joe. Mm -hmm. And so this is our first home that we own. And after purchasing the home, that's when I started thinking. I started comparing myself to my mom. Oh, so then no. I was thinking, when did she purchase her first home? And it was around, I don't know, when she was in her 20s. And then that got me thinking more and more. And I'm thinking, I'm 30. Sure, I have uh, my first home. I have my car. It's paid fully. 
but I don't have kids yet. I'm not married yet. And then I think about my mom's situation. When she was 25, she had her first kid, my, my sister. She was married. She already owned a home. She already owned a car. And then it got me thinking, why is it that? And it's not only my mother, right? It's the previous generation on average could afford all of these things, achieve these life goals at a much younger age. Yeah. And I was thinking, probably it's because economy was good at that time. And well, she struggled with earning money because it's not like she um she doesn't have like a PhD or anything like that, right? Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, hard earned uh, what's that expression? Hard earned money. Anyways, I, yeah. she worked. And so I'm thinking about the youngsters today. I say youngsters, but, you know, people <laughs> our age. <laughs> uh, well, okay. Take my brother, for example. Yeah. He's in his 30s. He's got a girlfriend. He is still renting. He's still trying to save that money for a down payment for not a house, but a condo because I think a house is too expensive unless unless you move very far away from the city, mm-hmm. right? Like unless you're in um, what do you call those? Uh, the suburbs, I guess. This well, yeah, past the suburbs too. Oh, yeah, well, you know how it works. The further you move away mm-hmm. from a city, the cheaper, the cheaper it, is. it is. So I'm thinking about that, the youngsters today. And it's a little bit more challenging, I have to say. The uh, economic struggles are real. I don't know. What's what's your view on that? Yeah. So it's interesting because I actually thought about that when I turned 30. Okay. Not so much anymore now. Mm-hmm. But when I turned 30, my, um, my thinking at the time was my parents came over as immigrants mm-hmm. with no knowledge of English. Ultimately, went to school, didn't finish high school, didn't go to college, and still ended up buying a house, Mm -hmm. raising Mm -hmm. five kids, Mm -hmm. buying two cars, both having uh, jobs as well, and being able to raise the kids in the city and eventually being able to buy houses outside the city as well and raise us outside as well, too. And this without a a fluent command of English. They have a very general understanding of English. Same situation here. Yeah. Yeah. And so for a long time, I held myself to that standard. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, I have to do better because... If my dad or my you had parents, more opportunity, yeah, my my parents can do it. Why, you know, I need to be able to surpass that. So I went to school, yeah. went to college, got the degree, and here I am, you know, still struggling to get a job. And even when I get a job that pays significantly more than uh-huh. what my um my parents did combined, uh-huh. I still struggle to. Yeah. Find a, you know, buy a house. I mean, God forbid if I had five children, you know, yeah. like, holy smokes. And so, uh, yeah. Because it was exponential, wise, right? Like the the housing market, it's the cost of uh, of. Living. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's it doesn't scale proportionally with with the economy or the income. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a whole rabbit hole to get into for sure. Mm-hmm. But I think what we can definitely say is that the economy today is significantly different from the economy of the previous generation. And mm-hmm. if people will get into the nitty gritty, 
about everything, but it's just not the same. Mm. Ultimately, mm -hmm. that's the um, takeaway, and yeah. with that comes different challenges for the future, and for our generation, of course. And so that's my my take on it. Yeah, yeah, it's probably gonna be different for next generation. Oh, as well. definitely for sure. For sure. I don't know yeah. if it's going to be different good or different bad. I'm hoping that it's different good for them. Oh, um, yeah. I hope so for the next generation that it's um, it's easier for them. I'm very aware that we're getting older and I'm very aware that there are some of us who are basically living what our previous generation did, which is basically just saying, oh, you guys have to try harder, blah, blah, blah. But I understand <sighs> it's not that simple. You know, and yeah. so it's not always black and white. It's no, always it's grayer. Not. It's so many factors where you grew up, how you grew up, whether you went to school, uh, your environment, your location, yeah. cost of living, income disparity, wage disparities. And so there's just too much to focus on one little thing or to find one too, solution. Too many factors thing. involved. Yeah, so many factors for sure. Yeah. But yeah, so that was my worry for a long time, but. It took me a long time to just get over that and okay. decide that I'm going to go ahead and live my life to the fullest, yeah. to the best that I can. Mm -hmm. And I will try my best, but I'm not going to beat myself up if I can't accomplish the same things. Because sometimes there's factors that are outside of my control and I can't. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I have to adjust to them, you know, so. Yeah, we do what we can. That's my thinking. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Essentially, I was just thinking in terms of the economy. Um, that mm. was that was mainly what was in my head. And so, how was it for you? Uh, in terms of you mean, in, hmm? in terms of like meeting people, relationships, friendship, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh man, uh, you know how you were talking about friends earlier, right? Yeah. I think it's a miracle that you have that many close friends at that age because I swear I I don't even have 10 very close friends. I can probably count off like maybe seven mm -hmm. friends that I consider are very, very close. Yeah. But man, but it's it's drastically isn't different. Isn't that normal? Though? I, I guess so. <laughs> but it, it feels so different from in your college days where you have a bunch of friends. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and you all um, hung out together at some point. Yeah. It's not like now where like even my closest friends I really see and I rarely talk, but yeah. when we do talk again, like we talked about in the last episode, yeah. just like the online friends, you know, you catch up to the point where you guys left off and right, it feels right. like nothing's changed. And that's, that's, that's it. That's yeah. always a great feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And keeping friendships is hard. Um, dating wise, uh, it's been a very interesting, mm -hmm. not the greatest dating, especially with online dating apps is not, not, not great at all. It's not for uh, you. Um, I don't think so. I prefer to, to meet people in person, but okay. obviously in the past two years, it hasn't been exactly great. But yeah. um, I definitely prefer meeting people in person just because you can see the body language, the nuances in their speech. And well, I mean, their, uh, eventually with online dating apps, you eventually meet these people in person. But you're talking about even getting to know them. You'd prefer physically first. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Because like, there's a lot of things you lose via text. Okay. Sarcasm can be taken the wrong way. Oh, that's or, true. Or um, yeah, delivery is not there, especially if you're trying to be funny. They might be taking mm. it dry when it's supposed to be funny or something of that nature. 
it's just more organic, I guess、yeah. you could say, in person because then you can um you can catch someone's attention. You can, um you know you know on in in the dating apps like、mm-hmm. there's so many people that whether or not you're talking to someone, there's always somebody else to talk to. Right. You right. know, so your attention is always elsewhere. It's never focused.、Yeah. But when you're in person, at least for that very Beginning of、uh, that one two minutes,、uh-huh. you have someone's direct attention, and you focus on somebody, and then you can make an impression, and you go from there.、Mm-hmm. With online dating apps, it's like you you don't get that. You send、yeah. a message, you hope to be different. You can't just say hi, apparently, and then、um, you hope they re- respond back. And it's pretty obvious if you think about it that it's、mm-hmm. a constant machine where they're trying to get people to buy into it. For、uh, more exposure, for more likes and、mm-hmm. things like that. So I just see it as like a profit generating,、uh, revenue generating machine, basically. So、okay. um, I don't really buy into it. I mean, it's fun to waste time. It's I see. I mean, most people see it as a game. I see it usually as a game. You know, you have nothing else to do. It's like a fidget spinner. You just you know swipe, 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 swipe <laughs> until、it、you is, don't swipe anymore. It is then, kind of fun, yeah.、Uh, but yeah. that's definitely much. More difficult to meet new people, especially throughout the pandemic,、uh, these past two,、oh, yeah, two, three years.、Sure. Because I'm thinking here, meeting new people, you need the opportunity for that, and usually it's through gathering of some sort, right? Like an event or、mm-hmm. a festival, or let's say if you're volunteering for the same organization. But with the pandemic, it Pretty much shut down everything. Oh, definitely. So a lot of people turn to online dating. Yeah,、um, yeah, for sure.、Um, yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. I don't particularly care for it, but it's easy to fall into the into the I guess the mental draining aspect of it. It is mentally draining,、um, especially if you're dealing with X number of people at a time.、Mm-hmm. You may deal with two people with the same name. Conversations lag, and then. You forget what this person is talking about,、oh, and、no. vice versa. Yeah, it's 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 it can get messy, you know, and、okay. um, and then you have to like eventually make a decision where you want to focus on one person, and then you either put a pause on everyone else, or you tell everyone else that you found somebody that you're interested in,、uh-huh. and then things go sour with the person you were originally you decided to focus on, and then you're back on the apps again. So it's just it's just constant cycle of like、uh, rinse and repeat, I guess you could say. And, I. Yeah, you know, it's been a while.、Yeah. I haven't been on a dating app, and yeah, I didn't、oh, think about that, it. Well, I mean, yeah, I haven't. Like the pandemic was when I used dating apps for the first time.、Uh-huh. Um, I was in a long-term relationship prior to that, so I had no experience. And jumping onto that was a a brave new world.、Uh-huh. You know, it was definitely interesting, and、um, it was frightening at the same time. And、uh, I. Was very innocent when I first started, and very truthful,、uh-huh. and very upstanding. And I figured out really quickly that that's not the way you want to go about it, because <laughs> everyone is, it's it's uh it's cutthroat out there. I guess you could say, you know. Yeah,、so. I guess you wanna you wanna be like a peacock amongst the the selection. Yeah, init- <laughs>、uh, yeah, typically. You know, I found my way through it as well too, and I've had some, I've had some success, but it's it's definitely. Hard to find anything of substance,、mm-hmm. I think, from a dating app, just because there's always that FOMO where like, oh, there might be somebody better, blah blah blah. But、mm-hmm. if you go in with a not, I don't want to say objective. I feel like it's the wrong word, but I feel like if you go in where you you decide that you will date intentionally、mm-hmm. and that you will 
not lower your standards or I guess just settle for anyone, then you're gonna get fewer people yeah. that you talk to, but sure. you may get more people that are of higher substance, I'd say, mm -hmm. who actually give you the time and, and, and energy that you are looking for at the same time. Mm -hmm. And with dating apps, there's so many people out there that people get nervous at the smallest thing instead of talking things through they will just uh leave at the at the slightest um conflict or anything of that nature oh but sometimes yeah uh, yeah sometimes at the same time you don't know someone for sure until you, a few they're not, weeks or months down the line yeah because they're not that invested yet and, yeah and then you realize that oh hey this person is never gonna work out with me or mm -hmm. i'm never gonna fit their mold or i feel like we're not gonna be compatible in the long term mm -hmm. and so that's where you get ghosting and um those things from so mm. yeah it's uh, a lot of dating it's weird um i feel like being in your 30s you're settled in the career you're you're living life you're mm -hmm. enjoying life and it's it's a it's a you know having a partner to share that with is great but you know it's not necessary at least for me anyway because mm -hmm. i'm enjoying my my life as is and so mm -hmm. that's okay. my take on it okay interesting i have a different view yeah. for dating yeah. apps and i understand that it's a very individual experience as well like it mm -hmm. differs from him it differs from person to person i mean i met joe through through a dating app mm -hmm. and, and uh, yeah it worked out for me uh i know a few other people as well that met their significant others or partners, what have you, through dating apps, and yeah, like it's it's very, it's it's a very personal experience that differs. Um, not to mention, I think it's a slightly, well, slightly maybe is an understatement. Um, mm -hmm. It might be more difficult for men than women. I've heard. Oh, definitely yeah. a lot of that. So mm -hmm. I do acknowledge that. Uh, but yeah. Um, interesting take on the relationship aspect when you're in your 30s oh yeah uh, definitely when you're in your 20s you have i i find that you have the means to meet a lot more people because i'm i'm assuming you're still in school mm -hmm. and that alone right like you get to meet your classmates daily you get to form so many new connections yep um yep. and definitely different when you're work from home oh yeah and you definitely are very much more attractive in your 20s for sure <laughs> well there's that there's that aspect too <laughs> i guess that's debatable but i feel like um yeah you definitely it's harder to meet people especially working from home as, as well and nobody wants to get picked up at the gym or at a coffee shop or at a, at a grocery store you know and yeah. so Sometimes you have to, you do have to rely on the dating apps or you go to meetups or gatherings that mm -hmm. maybe uh, you share interests with somebody that you find there. So yeah. that's just the nature of it, I think, at this point in our lives. Got to get creative. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Maybe take uh, get a billboard ad and put a, a personal ad in the paper, you know, go old school and see how that works. <laughs> you just never know. Yeah. But um, I think that about sums up our discussion. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, let us know if you have any questions or topics that you'd like us to talk about in the future. You can write to us at theamtake at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-M, uh, excuse me, T-H-E-A-M-T-A-K-E -E at gmail.com. 
Yeah, and don't forget to check back every week for new episodes. Next week, we'll be talking about our experiences in school growing up and how it affected us. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye.